Hold on to your butt. I'm quite surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Well, welcome to the program, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope everybody had a good Memorial Day. I did. I had a good whole Memorial Day weekend. What'd you do? Well, I mostly just hung around and ate a bunch of crap food based on my show on Friday. I gave in to the sin of gluttony. Well, every once in a while you have to do that. It's what we do on holidays as America. Exactly. We remember the important things and we, you know, blow stuff up and eat things. So, that's what we do. I mean, my favorite part of the weekend, though. I'll just say it with three letters. A-E-W. 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 I figured that's what you were going to say. So awesome. I've been telling folks about it on these airwaves. All Elite Wrestling. Started by Cody. Cody Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes' son. One of them. Uh, the Young Bucks. Matt the American Nick Jackson. Dream. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And uh, Matt and Nick Jackson. The Young Bucks. Uh, Kenny Omega. Chris Jericho. <laughs> and they put on their first big pay-per-view event. What, what Saturday is, night. Is this the one that used to wrestle? What, what, uh, he, he was Gold Dust or... Yeah, Gold Dustin D- Rhodes was Gold Dust. Yeah. Gold Dust. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst character ever. It was designed to be... Of wrestling. No, he's great, man. Gold Dust oh, he, he, he was great, but that was just... just Ludicrous. Well, no, but they, when asked about it, they'd be like, that's not, Gold Dust isn't homophobic entertainment. He's just androgynous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were pushing the line, man, early. Like, they, you forget how early Gold Dust appears on the scene. And they tried to do a thing in WWE with Cody called Stardust. So it was Gold Dust and Stardust, all this stuff. Um, but they put on their first big event. Cody left the WWE realizing, I'm not enjoying myself here. i got to go out and see what's going on. And this huge movement outside of the WWE on the independent wrestling scene, as well as what's going on in Mexico with Lucha, Mex- uh, Lucha Wrestling, and then Japan, New Japan Wrestling, all this stuff's going on outside the WWE bubble. And then they put on an uh, event that combined all the independent talent called All In, sold out the show in under 30 minutes, 10,000-seat arena. And after, as that event's going on, a guy comes up to him, and they've been talking to him before, but they didn't realize it was real. Tony Khan. His father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, owns FC Ful- Fulham FC soccer club across the pond. Really? He's a multi-billionaire. Works with a lot of auto manufacturers and whatnot. And so Tony, his son, has been a lifelong wrestling fan. Not just like, oh, kind of a light fan. No, he is like hardcore about this stuff. 
and he saw a business opportunity, so he backed these guys who put on All In. And they just came out with their first show under the new promotion, All Elite Wrestling, called Double or Nothing. Show sold out in like the first few minutes at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And the show was awesome. So much better than what WWE's been putting on. Variety of different styles of wrestling. Great storytelling. And probably the best story told of the night was Cody and Dustin. Well, uh, you know, us us rednecks that like things like wrestling, we get a real bad reputation. Oh, yeah. I mean, in general. I mean, I mean how could you like, stupid oh, hicks enjoy you're, that you're, stuff? Yeah. Well, it, it, it's it's not for enjoying wrestling. It's just in general, you know, you're racist, you're homophobic, mm-hmm. you're xenophobic, and you're and you think about the wrestlers that's been out there. The exotic Adrian Street. I don't know Adrian Street. The exotic Adrian Street. That was when. I was a child. Mm. Mm. And that's what he was. He was a crossdresser. He wore makeup. And that was his finishing move. He kissed the guy with <laughs> lipstick on him and put lipstick on him. I mean, that's it, 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 it is like everybody loved it. You right. know, you got Abdullah the Butcher, black guy from Africa. Mm. You know, ate a raw chicken before the I mean that's what they did. I mean that when that, that was kind of gross, but but still we like pork chop cash. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved him. Black dude. White rednecks loved pork chop cash. Right. You know? And that's so it's, Well, and it's gone on Booker T has become a, a big star. Booker T was the Harlem Heat. He might have been brother, the Stevie. apex of well, and then let's not forget The Rock. You know, the Dwayne Rock. Johnson. Yeah. He's, I guess, he's half Samoan, Samoan. half black. Yeah. And his father was Rocky Johnson, um, was a wrestler for the WWE. But uh, actually, Cody addressed this um, in an interview. Something of all people, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez picked up on it. Cody was asked about, like, diversity in wrestling, and he said, well, I'm... I'm married. I'm in an interracial marriage. His wife, Brandy, is uh, the chief brand officer. She's spoken. Freaking brilliant, too. Um, and he said, being in an interracial marriage, I've, I've learned a thing or two where I might have been blind to it before. And we're, and he said that it used to be, he knows all about the wrestling history. His father was, you know, Dusty Rhodes. He said that it used to be in a lot of the regions, it would be like the one token guy. And he said, we're not doing that here. And the, it really was diverse talent from all over the globe. And the best story told that night, it was like a true old-school 1980s wrestling match that you would have seen somebody like Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair put on, where it was Cody against his older brother, who used to portray Goldust, but Dustin Rhodes. And Cody and Dustin had, for lack of a better word, it was just old-school brawl, where uh, you haven't seen this in WWE for years. Dustin... Put on, he got some color, got some, uh, the crimson mask, like he bled. And it was like, so he, and it wasn't just like a little nick there or whatever on his head. It was full blood pouring down his face. That's Even, wrestling. Yeah. You would have enjoyed this. Where, but then they have this epic battle. Cody ends up winning, 
is going in saying, I'm going to kill the Attitude Era, and you, Dustin, represent that era. I'm tired of everybody saying how great it was, and he beats him. After his brother's almost like bleeding out. And before he leaves, he walks back in the ring and goes, Now I've got this contract I signed for the next event. It says I could have a tag team partner of my choice to take on the Young Bucks. But I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I need my big brother. And these two guys just start hugging each other through the blood cry. And it was ridiculously entertaining, fun stuff. I'm just excited to see competition in business. Uh, I'm excited to see that promotion hit it big. And they knocked it out of the park. Jericho Omega was great. The Young Bucks against uh, the Lucha Brothers it was great. I mean, so much of it was just a phenomenal show. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that's the one thing about that is, is back to, oh, man, was it go back 10, 12, 15 years ago when the WCW... And the WWF, yeah, they were over F in two thousand one. Yeah, were arguing against one another, and they finally came together, and they became one. And now you've got another entity because it made both of them better. That's the free market. Yeah, it makes both of them better. And if you have another entity out there, it's going to actually compete. It's, gonna, it's going to make it. Oh, better. and they took some not too veiled shots at the WWE and the people running it before Cody went to the ring as he walked out. They unveiled this stone throne that looked like what Triple H came out to at WrestleMania 30. Cody grabs a sledgehammer, an iconic piece of equipment for Triple H, takes the sledgehammer, crushes the throne. And they're like, oh, we're doing that. This is a war. We got wrestling wars back, folks. AEW will be on TNT starting in the fall. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will. The one thing you didn't mention when you're going through all the the misinterpretations about the people that, that watch wrestling and, and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. It's you, a diverse you crowd. Yeah, oh, it's, it's very diverse, but people think they're so prejudiced. You didn't mention the people that are prejudiced against people that wear George. Oh, yeah. And Stone Cold Steve Austin was probably the greatest wrestler ever. Well, he looked better in his jorts than he did that stupid black Speedo thingy trunks he used to wear. Oh, when yeah. he first started, he was no, wearing he, just the trunks. Well, but then he, he, he went to the jorts. He, he called me. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Stone, look here, bro. You tell me. You, you got to get some class. If you're going to drink beers on the top of the ring... You got to be in jorts and work boots. Right. That's what you got to have. And what happened? If he wouldn't have broke his neck, he would still be wrestling right now. Oh, absolutely. That absolutely. was actually tragic. Owen Hart did it. Yeah. He, uh, he set him up like he was going to be a tombstone pile driver where you fall to your knees and the guys, he, your knees, he your legs catch the head. But what right. he did is he actually set him up where it looked like he was going to his knees for a tombstone but then fell on his butt. Yeah. And Stone Cold's head hit directly in that, and it did break a vertebrae or something. Um, I mean, recently, the 20 years past Owen Hart's accident, him dying, at a pay-per-view live. He's like, they rigged he's, up this. He's the one that fell, fell off the fell ladder. Fell like 70 feet. Yeah. Not off the ladder. No, he was, no. Yeah, he was rigged right. to be like a superhero descending down. And the, the rig they put together was not safe. He fell like 70 feet to his death. Like, fell, hit the ring. And they rushed him to the hospital, but he was dead. Yeah. I mean, and the, you know, you think, oh, it's an old wrestling story. When I heard the details of that story, what people were seeing on the scene, I mean, utterly tragic. It's a weird business because it is 
such a mix of it's really uh, it started as a carny con man business in many ways. Yeah. But it's grown into this unique bubble part of society that, you know, you think it's just that carny sideshow, but then it has millions of people from all over the country, different backgrounds who watch. And so, and and you and I both know personally people that have been in the industry. Yeah. And they and the and it frustrates them when they say it's fake. No, it's not fake. Scripted scripted, but not fake. Let me chunk you, you know, on right. you know, off the top rope. Well, Let me yeah. jump off the top well, rope and, when, and break a table well, with and, you laying And on when it. Randy Savage comes off the top rope and drops that elbow, obviously Randy's legs are hitting first, then his hip hits, and then but he's still putting that elbow in you. It's not like gonna kill you like if he actually put that elbow in you, but it still doesn't like feel great. There's yeah. still the guy hitting you. So, you know, it's it's a tough gig. It's and, a tough and that's why I associate wrestling with politics so much because it's not necessarily fake but it's scripted right i do something to make what have we done in alabama this year what we did is we passed the very first thing that they did they're supposed to pass a budget which they don't so they have to do but since we had this law where the first thing you have to do is pass a budget, they made an exception to the law, mm-hmm. a, 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 the BIR, and as long as you can get by that, then you can do anything else you want to do. So they get into the BIR, and the very first thing they do, a Republican, quote-unquote, supposedly conservative-led legislature First thing they do is pass a gas tax. Yep. Because we've got to have better roads. And half the damn money, not no, more than half the damn money is going to dredge the Mobile Bay. And what in the hell that has to do with a road is beyond me. Oh, if they yeah. if they need to raise funds to dredge the Mobile Bay, raise the tax on uh uh uh, marine fuel. Right. Well, Do it that way. Other states essentially raise revenue from the port <clears throat> facilities and the people running those ports, and that's how they usually fund. And I'm all. I think the the port mobile needs to be dredged so we can bring oh, in I, I, I more capacity. Too. But no, to your point, it's 100%. like we got to do this for roads, and then it's going to be divvied up. But we got to do it fast in a special session, and then we'll throw things at you that you know are red meat that really get the Alabama base going. That was my next point. Yep. Is but now. We're going to outlaw abortions in the state of Alabama. And it'll probably fail and, in court, but oh, don't yeah, pay attention Oh, yeah, to that. yeah. I mean, there's no freaking way it's going to pass, but we're going to outlaw abortions. We're going to give you more gun rights. They did that crap last year. What did you think of the baiting bill? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... You, Though that was, gonna, that's more like, yeah, people weren't baiting on their own land before. Uh, give me a break. It's so ridiculous. It's... They get all this pomp and circumstance around the things that they do, Yeah, but it really does not mean a freaking thing. Well, at least with wrestling, you get a really cool, like, at least. showdown, like a fight. Like, you get to see the scripted fight, whereas, especially, Alabama does not do debates well. At least, you know, when it's a national presidential thing, you get a debate that you get to watch. And you get to see them slug it out. It's not really packed full of great information, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. You know. And, and, and I think another thing is that when you're, when you're watching wrestling, you know 
this isn't really real. They've already determined the outcome, yeah. but it's extremely entertaining. Yeah, and in the best storytellers people, take a grain of truth and then stretch it and hook you, essentially. Make you forget that it's scripted. In, in politics, I think people really believe this is real and this is going to change yeah. the outcome. Oh, yeah. And but it's, it goes back to something Hillary Clinton said in 16. To quote my friend Cuomo, uh, Mario Cuomo... Uh, that you campaign in poetry and you govern in prose. Well, she just gave the game away right there. You hype people up with poetry, whether you're trying to make them feel like love for the nation and love for each other, or pissed off and angry at the at the bad things happening, and then I'm your champion coming in to give you that good feeling or take on the bad feeling. Well, and, and I hate to keep going back to references that some people may not understand, but... In Game of Thrones, that's, I mean, there's one of the best memes I've seen ever. Oh, yeah, I've known what you're talking about. It says, it's got a picture of Danny. Yeah, a politician on the campaign trail. And then it's got a picture of Danny riding her dragon with the dragon blowing fire out of the dragon's mouth. And it says, (laughs) politician ruling. In office, yeah. I mean, but... but all these promises and all this love and then they Is that not true, though? Oh, it's absolutely true. Because she's beautiful, gorgeous, and I mean, no one, I mean, everyone would just love her the way she looked. Well, that's but when what's she's on weird her about, dragon... That's, but here's, that's what's weird about our current president. Is he really was sort of selling himself as a bull in the china shop. Yeah. He, <laughs> no he, pun intended. He, he campaigned on the dragon. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to burn all this crap down. Every bit of it. Yeah. I'm telling you. And nobody believed him, and then he started burning it all down, and now everybody's really ticked off at him. And they're like, well, you can't do that. Well, in this latest development with giving authority to the attorney general uh, to declassify any information necessary having to do with the 2016 Russia investigation, I'm ready for us to actually see, because we've been talking about this for years, I would like for Bob Mueller to testify in front of Congress. If he has the cojones, the stones to do that. But I would like to see what is the origin of all this. Because initially, it's like, oh, the Steele dossier. Well, it wasn't really Steele dossier. It was what an Australian diplomat told us about Papadopoulos having dirt. And he met this Russian contact. But the, the contact seems like it's a guy who's worked with the FBI before. It's just, and I'm sitting here going, well, number one, I don't have all the information. A lot of it's under the classified section. And anytime you want to declassify things, oh, you're threatening national security. Give me a break. Like, I'm not asking for, like, troop movements. I'm not asking for, like, all your undercovers. Give me a break. I want to know what you did in this particular time period and why you found the Papadopoulos information so alarming. So, is it after the hacking of the DNC? Like, it just... I'm glad that we'll finally get some information out there when Barr, Michael Horowitz, and so many others will finally have their report. The one, the one that is very curious to me is uh, Peter Strzok and Lisa, Lisa Page. Page. Yeah, to love us. The the uh, it, love us. Uh, yeah, the. So-called lovers. I imagine that SNL skit with Will Ferrell Joey, and his wife. This is just <laughs> look. This is just like if they subpoenaed mine and your 
uh, cell phone, yeah. Uh, you know, text messages. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, well, Joe and I are gay lovers, so uh, we're going to delete, you know, these 50 messages that we sent because right. because we're lovers. That's just gay love stuff, yeah. Yeah. It, it has, has nothing. That's what Hillary Clinton did. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, hers was yoga and... What? Wedding plans? Yeah, wedding plans. Right. Yeah, I'm, I, de- I deleted those. Those were just about my yoga. When the hell you think she has been to a freaking yoga class? No, she was doing alternative, alternative or alternate nostril breathing and really feeling her chi. Yeah. Uh, swallowing. Which most people's chi is up here. Hers is you know a little more south. Swallowing a bottle of Chardonnay is not yoga. Let me go on and tell you that. Maybe she was just, you know, like texting and emailing about, like, I told you about my workout this morning. Didn't feel like doing straight-up squats, so we did the leg press. Alex and myself, and uh, it was good. It was good work. I'm going to pay for it tomorrow. I'm I'm loving it. Express Fitness 24-7. That's what I was fixing to ask you. Where in the world do you do leg presses at that time of the morning? Yeah, Express Fitness 24-7. But, I mean, I'm nobody the, opens uh, until like 9 o'clock. Yeah, but it's open 24-7. You can go in whenever you like. I went even on Memorial Day before I you know, went by no, the that's, pool. That's a holiday. Nobody's open nope, on holidays. But they're open because when you become a member at Express Fitness 24-7, you get a key fob. 24-7 access. Very reasonable monthly rate. And you pay month to month. You don't have to do a year-long contract. So if you're trying to get in there six days a week like I am at this point, I'm really ramping it up, brother, brother. Um, I'm loving it because I, I can make it work with my schedule. Get in real early, go later in the evening, whatever I need to make it work. So I've found my weak points and I want to make them strong. Found them and I want to make them strong. Anyway, I'm loving it. If you are interested in joining a gym, I think you can't go wrong with Express Fitness 24-7. You want to find out more about them, go to ExpressFitness24, the number 24.com. Find out which location is best for you. I'm going to the Zelda Road location. Uh, but there are locations in Prattville, Clanton, Pine Level, Wetumpka, Millbrook, all over the river region. Uh, and it will work great for you. I just love being able to get in there, get it done, set a plan. It's a disciplining mechanism for me. And it seems to be working out pretty well. And, you know, I look a little better in the mirror. But after this Memorial Day holiday, man, I ate. <laughs> so I got I yeah. that belly fat came back. You but. might need to hit them twice a day here for a couple of days indeed, there, Joey. Indeed. Well, just saying. we got to hit this break here now. I showed you a photo. Speaking of us being gay lovers, uh, I, <laughs> I showed you a photo of uh, Pete Buttigieg and his husband, Chasten, which is a weird name, I'll just say. Uh, and it's it's an innocuous photo, pretty benign photo. Well, they're not like making out like you know Michael Sam at the NFL draft. The it, you know smearing cake icing all over their face. No, it's just. Buttigieg standing in front of a podium. It says Pete on it, and there's uh, his husband, you know, with his hand on his shoulder. Pretty normal campaign photo. Other, you know, it's not usual. It hasn't been historically true that you see a gay couple, married gay couple, on the stage running for the presidency. But other than that fact, it's a pretty normal photo. Looks like you would see all around campaign trails. Sure. And yet... Somebody, um, a professor at Yale, has an interesting hot take on this photo. Okay. I'll just give you the, uh, the headline and then we'll hit the break. Gay white men are actually 
symbols of heterosexuality. That's the stupidest damn thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, but it gets better. And we're going to share more of this Yale professor's thoughts after the break. Be right back, folks. Showing you pictures off air. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm about to lose my mind. I've already pulled all my eyelashes out, and I may jump over this table when you go to reading the story. Oh, no, I was showing you the images of Cody and oh, Dustin Rhodes. Like, he was bleeding, man. Yeah. He was bleeding. That was some old school wrestling. That's, anyway. real, that's real deal, bro. No, I did show you the other That's photo. Austin Idol. I mean, and literally, this is a photo of a gay married couple. They look pretty wholesome, though. I mean, it's Pete Buttigieg and his husband, Chasen, which is an interesting first name. But it's a pretty benign photo. Like, I mean, I'm trying to do my best to be nice. So what we are looking at here is literally a photo of a gay married couple. Joey, I'm not going to say Chasen is probably the gayest name I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm not going to say something like that. I'm glad you didn't. So, but an assistant professor, here's my deal, like, especially the older I get, and I'll be honest, I was made fun of uh, when I was younger, that some rumor was started Joey's gay, Mm -hmm. and I'm not, so I was a little... I have been asked that many times, and I always tell them, yes, he is. Sure, but now I don't (laughs) give a damn, you can think what you want, but when I was 13, 14, that stuff became a bit aggravating, obviously, you're an insecure 13-year-old boy, it's like, people throwing this stuff in your face, it's like, okay, um, how do I deal with that, and should I even be upset? You kick their ass. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. It it really will, I mean, that's, I've, I've had this talk with with my children i'm like just kick their ass yeah i mean at some point as a a male oh this is some of that toxic masculinity sure right no you stand up for yourself yeah that's i mean that's what i mean i've had this talk with peak and i'm like peak kick their ass right he's like well i I don't want to hurt somebody i was like hurt them they will they will stop what they are doing if you hurt them. I promise you. That's the way boys work. But then here here's the That's thing. That's the way males work. Right. And you gotta stand up for well, it it was just shown in the Dustin Rhodes Cody Rhodes match. Exactly. They beat the crap out of each other and they bury the hatchet. But here's the thing. I as I've grown older, not that insecure thirteen year old anymore. I'm pretty certain. I'm damn certain I'm a straight guy. 
uh, for all sorts of details I won't go into. Most of the time. Yes, but... Uh, <laughs> phone gets right. Uh, but you mentioned, oh, is Chasen might be the gayest name ever. Like, you, I haven't heard a gayer name. Whatever. I'm glad you didn't say that. But, you know, there, and jokes can be made. All sorts of stuff can be made. But really, at the end of the day, without giving it away, just imagine, folks, there's only a few actions that mean you're gay. Some pretty straightforward things that are like, okay, that was literally a gay thing to do. Other than that, and I'm sure you can imagine it, folks, people do all sorts of things. But this brings me to my point of this article. Again, the headline is, from a Yale professor, gay white men, she's looking at this photo of Buttigieg and his husband on the campaign trail, gay white men are actually symbols of heterosexuality. She. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go into it. An assistant professor in women's gender and sexuality studies at Yale University mm-hmm. is claiming that Pete Buttigieg and his husband Chasen, Chasten, <laughs> are a vision, quote, are a vision of heterosexuality without straight people. That's a hell of a line. Heterosexuality without straight people. The professor, Greta Lefleur. <laughs> made the comments in a piece analyzing Buttigieg and his husband's appearance on the recent Time magazine cover. At the beginning of the piece, she concocts an almost incomprehensible buzzword salad about whiteness and how white the photo is. For example, quoting from this Yale professor's article, this photo also tells a profound story, not just a story, a profound, profound story, story okay. about whiteness. Why? Above and beyond the fact that almost everything in this photo is itself white. It's such an all-consuming aesthetic here that it practically resists interpretation, like the generically familiar, to me, a white person, porch. The cover photo claims that there's nothing to see because we already know what it is. We have seen this image. We know this couple. We, she puts we in quotes, should be comfortable. Then, the professor immediately transitions into suggesting that the apparent comfortability that the whiteness of the photo provides basically makes it a heterosexual photo. The argument I am making, of course, is that this photo is about a lot of things, but one of its defining features is its heterosexuality. Lafer writes, okay. It's offering us the promise that our first gay first family might actually be a straight one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm extremely confused. Well, see, uh, because I, I, I don't she wouldn't accept what I just laid out. That there are few actions in particular that mean you're gay. And if you're that way, all right. Joey says whatever floats your boat. I don't give a damn. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, and all that's cool with me. But I'm 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 confused because I mean, I went to Hooper Academy. Mm-hmm. And and I can't I can't spell words real good. I mean I <laughs> sure. mean auto you're one of those hicks. Auto correct <laughs> sends me a question mark half the time. Well, I didn't mean I wasn't trying to word. say ducking auto correct. But, but not it, talking about quack quack ducks here. Well, that that's the one that really drives me crazy. That's like I never say ducking ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> the uh, but I thought heterosexual meant like Attractive. a man and a. Uh, or a male and a female 
they got together that was heterosexual or a man that's attracted to a female, female attracted to yeah, a male. Yeah, you're sexually attracted to the opposite sex, yes. Yeah. And I thought I thought homo was like the Latin, the same sex. The Latin root yeah, of the, the word same. Yeah. Same sex versus opposite. Right. And, and I may just be dumb, and maybe they taught me wrong at Hooper Academy, but if if you're two dudes together, but you're heterosexual, mm-hmm. how does that work there, Joey-san? Well, because apparently being... Well, here, Lafleur identifies... Is it just because they're white? What if, if what That's if, part on, of it. Hold on. That's part of it. That's another question I have. What mm-hmm. if it was two black men? Oh, that would be a little... What if this was... That'd be much gayer. Oh. According to Lafleur here. Even worse. What if it was like Jesse... Smollett? Smollett? Yeah. Because he's got a white boyfriend or husband. What if you had a black and a white man together mm, right. that were gay... Would would that not be heterosexual? So you have to be Apparently two white Apparently not, people? because she's really hung up on the whiteness of the photo. Okay. But no, this is why I'm I brought extremely up... extremely confused This is why I right brought now. up inartfully, but I brought up the idea that what makes you homosexual or gay or whatever is literally certain actions or inclining, inklings, like drives, that make you attracted to the same sex. That's it. That's the definition. It seems Lafleur here, who identifies, self-identifies as queer. Queer. That okay. no, gay is more than that. It's more than just that literal definition. It's a, it's a whole way you present yourself. I mean, here's what she goes on. She goes on to explain how the awkwardly minimal touching between Buttigieg and his husband apparently, quote, invokes the most uncomfortable, unfamiliar, culturally heterosexual embrace any of us have ever received. I have no clue what you just said, Joey. Claiming that it actually, quote, offers a vision of heterosexuality without straight people. She ends her diatribe by taking some time to note that why the... That white male Buttigieg seems to have gotten more and better press coverage than female candidates such as Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren. And perhaps, I'm quoting the August professor again, and perhaps this is heterosexuality at its immaterial and strategic best. A heterosexuality that could take back the presidency for the Democrats, white, centrist, and without women. I mean... Though I think homosexuality between two men is definitely a, a without women situation. <laughs> Seems like the wholly appealing part of it. Uh, my goodness. I, 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 will, I will simply say this. If you're gay, I'm fine. Yeah. Knock yourself out. You do you. Yeah. I mean, be yourself. If that's the way that, that you were created and that's the way you want to live, I have no issue with that. But to try to make it mainstream and to say that it's heterosexual, that's the dumbest damn thing I have ever heard in my freaking life. That, the, who does this woman write for? She's a Yale professor. I don't give a damn that she went to Yale. No, not went to. She teaches at Yale. Oh, well, then that In makes, the women's gender and women's... And I bet she watched... Freaking Sesame Street when she was growing yeah, women's up. Women's and sexuality studies. Guarantee you. Send her, send her an email right now and say, <laughs> did you watch Sesame Street growing up? And it will say yes. 
because Sesame Street, PBS, they now have a new show. Mm-hmm. Arthur. Have you seen Arthur? Yeah. My I kids s- watched Arthur. I saw the that little a- aardvark thing. I saw that Alabama would not show the and gay what, marriage what, episode. And and what are they running on there? B- one of the gay marriage gay. episode. Yeah. And why would you do that to four-year-old children? If well, not to because say... Because one day they'll be six and they'll go to a wedding, I guess. I don't know. Um, it, it does seem to be a little young. Now, don't, but, get me on, don't get me on Sesame Street. But here, Don't get me on PBS. I want to. This is a piece from National Review, written by my crush, Catherine Temp. Cat is like I. I don't want to crush too much and be creepy, but she is a goddess. I love that young woman because she not only is she beautiful, beautiful, my type exactly. She's freaking hilarious and very smart. This is what she writes after laying out this piece from Lafleur, the assistant Yale professor. Cat Temp writes, quote, Honestly, I think that her piece may just be the most insane, stupid thing that I have ever seen on the Internet. And if you spent even five minutes on the Internet, you know that's, that, that's saying something. The truth is, this photo actually does not represent heterosexuality at its immaterial and strategic best. Because it does not represent heterosexuality. It is literally a photo of a gay married couple. Do you know what that what makes them a gay married couple, even though they're white? The fact that they're a gay married couple. And they're not heterosexual. I've seen some stupid things done in the name of dealing with problematic whiteness in the past. I've seen organizers shut down a women's march in a mostly white area because... There were going to be too many white people there. I've seen a university cancel a performance of the vagina monologues because a white lady wrote it. And apparently it means that it automatically can't be inclusive enough. I've seen a college course teach that objectivity is among white mythologies. And honestly, that one didn't even surprise me because objectivity and fact are exactly what people who make these kind of arguments are lacking. When someone decides to become super social justice obsessed, do the logic and reason parts of their brain just get pushed out? Asked Cat Tempf. Because I have never seen such a complete disregard for the facts. Facts like a gay man is actually not a symbol of straightness because he is, you know, gay. And unlike Lafer's mess of an article, which tries so desperately to use a complicated weave of social justice jargon to make a point that logic won't let her successfully make, that is something that's not hard to understand. I just saw this story today, and it can be, obviously, brushed aside as insane, stupid, like ideologically possessed, all this stuff. But it goes to, I think, a larger point that you hear in politics, especially coming from the left. But being, you know, like, let's do the most broad brush from the right and the left. That was an un-American thing, or that's an American thing to do. Okay. It's like, you know, I'll go back to one of the bits we play. I'm just a person living in America. I guess that makes me American. Like, we add all these things. You have the literal definition, then people add all sorts of ornaments to the Christmas tree. Right. And go, oh, no, to be American means you got to do this, 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 and this. I would say, no, it means you accept, I think, the basic tenets as found in the Declaration of Independence. You respect the Constitution, Mm -hmm. the Bill of Rights. You understand American history a little bit. And even if you don't understand American history and don't understand the Bill of Rights and can't remember the Declaration of Independence, you're probably, if you're born here, yeah. you're an American. You still have the same ideals right. as your neighbor. 
You might even have different ideals. But if you're born here, you're technically an American. Well, but I mean, I'm talking about the general ideals of, you know, as far as the country goes. Yes. Maybe, maybe not what church you attend, sure. if you're Protestant or Catholic or, you know, it, it, what have you. Right. I mean, you don't have to be the same, but you have the same ideals as we take care of women and children first. And, I mean, that's just what we do in this country. Right. I mean, that's something I think is pretty much in is is general. Well, but it reminds me of, of race conversations with black conservatives. Clarence Thomas isn't black. Yeah. Because he's too conservative. He's a token. Right. Tim Scott isn't black. Candace Owens isn't black. Not, not really. I mean, their skin colors has a certain pigmentation, but they're not, they're not performing in the right way. It, it, so, and that's what I get from this piece, is that, yeah, Pete Buttigieg and his husband, Chasten, might be a gay married couple, but they look too white. They look too much like American apple pie, white, pick, white picket fence, pun intended, for them to actually represent yeah. you know, a, the gay movement. And, it's just ridiculous. And, and what's more racist than that? Oh, because I mean, she basically, the way I understand this is she basically is saying, now, if this was two black dudes, yeah, they'd be gay. But since it's two white dudes, they're straight. They just well, like she, dudes. She self, Lafleur self identifies as queer, so maybe it's just not queer enough. It's not radical enough. It's not changing. The image of what Americans think about America. Well, that, That's what this that, struck me as. And that may be what she's saying is, oh, it's okay for two black dudes to be gay, but finally we have two white dudes that are gay. And so now it that makes it okay well, what's that we've got old, white guys what, that are gay. What's the whole, it seems like, uh, for, I can't remember where I heard this, but a lot of what Hollywood puts out seems like it's not designed to be necessarily good storytelling or cinematography or whatever. It's really just designed to piss off half the country. Well, there's flyover country so Damn to speak. it, Joey. I'm telling you, I mean there's I mean that's I mean that's a good point. I mean, there's a lot of propaganda built into yeah. our entertainment systems and movies are one of the greatest ways that they dispatch that entertainment and I mean there's well, this is why I get frustrated with you look at identity politics in general. I just do. And on the right and the left. Like, tell me your, don't tell me who you voted for, if you're on the Trump train or if you can't stand the guy. Like, tell me what your ideas are. Yeah. What are your ideas on health care? What are your ideas on trade? What are your ideas in terms of dealing with China and North Korea and Iran or Iran, excuse me, and all these different issues <laughs> that you. pop up? What are your ideas don't tell me what hat you're wearing. I can see what hat you're wearing. Like, and no. I think we get too pent up on this idea of I'm part of the right team. I have the right identity. So you better be with me or you're against me. And it's just asinine. And well, it, it keeps us from being able to have real conversations. And now we're, most Americans are acting like a bunch of effing marks. But instead of having a good time at a wrestling show, it's the future of the freaking country. Yeah. But we, we are we are so we are desensitized over and over and over. I mean you look at the, the Infinity Wars and End Games, you look at those two movies of what happened. You know, Infinity Wars, you know, he snapped his fingers because we needed to get rid of a third of half. everything half. or half yeah. of everything in the universe. And then 
the I think everybody's seen enough. I don't think this will be a, a a killer for anybody. If you hadn't seen end games, turn your radio off right now. Three, one, two, two three. Three, two, one. Yeah. Right, three, two, one, one, two, three. But, you know, at the end of it, you know, snap your games. And what's he do? He gets rid of what we consider the bad guys. Right. And they're all gone. And so... It, but that desensitizes you to the point of, you know, we're killing, and I don't want to get into the discussion of abortion, but we're killing millions of babies mm-hmm. every single year around the world by abortion. It's, and that's the snap of the finger. Yes. And now in the movie, it's just, oh, they turn into dust and they go away. I don't. What Spidey say? I don't feel so good. Right. I don't feel so good, and he turns into dust. But now it's like they're gone, and you're. You, it's population control, and I don't know what the purpose of that is, specifically the grand purpose. But yeah. they're they're trying their best to control population everywhere. Uh, we don't have but two. We don't have but yeah, two minutes to go. Here's I, I was fixed. I, yes. I, I can go much further with that. Here's here's my point. Europe just had this major election, and the the mushy middle got slaughtered. Uh, and you're seeing a rise of nationalism in Europe. If nationalism means pride in who you are and where you come from, and looking out for your country's interests. That's great. Fine, but it also historically can go very wrong. Because it can go beyond oh, yeah. just your own place. We need to expand our nationalism to other parts of the world. It probably will. But that's right. good. That makes strong-ass people, Joey. That makes strong-ass people. When when you're, you know, in uh, Belgium and you're like, ah, we want to increase our borders, and you go to move mm-hmm. and your neighboring country's like, no, nah, hell no, you ain't coming in here. Well... The strongest survive, and it makes a better stock of people. It makes the I'm gene fine, pool better. I'm fine with that as long as that group identity, that national identity, doesn't eclipse the individual and their rights and their freedoms. I don't like collectivism in any form, is I guess my point. We're out of time. Uh, that, but that's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, and it's a fine line. It's one thing to be a patriot. It's another thing to... Treat everybody as kind of a block of doesn't matter who you are as Clay or Joey. It's you know it's just Americans together. But Americans, even if they might share some same ideals, I think you can be both though. Oh, I'm, I, I'm I'm American. Yeah, I guarantee you, I'm American. <laughs> I'm as jingo as they get. But here we're out of time. That's a whole other discussion for all our day. It's just this identity politics crap. I mean, it gets really absurd. You know, the idea that Pete Buttigieg and his husband represent heterosexuality is just stupid. The gay guys are straight. But if you really look under the hood and you see where they're coming from, it's everywhere in our politics. Instead of taking people for who they are, it's part of some greater collective narrative.